0: our heart. And when we look at generosity, it does not have anything to do with the volume. It has to do with what we do. Generosity is not even an action, or it is not even an emotion. Generosity is an action. We can say, well, I'm I'm a generous person. But if we don't give, how generous are we? we see different people have needs and there is a way for us to be a help a blessing and you sit back and do nothing then then we are not then being generous generous, uh, being gener- uh, having generosity is the act of being generous. And so, uh, so we see here in, Dave, in David's life how he had uh, given uh, to the house of God and to the building of the temple. Uh, and so let's look again at our text. Uh, verse number two, he said, now I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God the things for gold to be made of gold. And then he lists all of these different things. But he said, I have prepared with all of my heart. And when we look at David's life, we find that David's life was a life of generosity. He had a heart for the things of God. Uh, in 1 Chronicles twenty nine twenty nine. Bible says, now the acts of David the king, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of Samuel the seer, and in the book of Nathan the prophet, and in the book of Gad the seer, with all his reign and, with, and his might, and the times that went over him, and over Israel, and all over the kingdoms of the countries, uh, and David, he just had a life that was one that was lived for God, he had a heart for God. Uh, And he made that statement, I have prepared. And if we are going to be generous, it will have to be because we purpose to be generous. I have prepared. And let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for your word. And I do pray that you would help uh, this message to be received in the spirit that it was prepared. And uh, help us, Lord, to have a heart uh, of generosity. And Lord, may you use us Uh, and help us to be the vessel you'd want us to be. For Christ's sake we pray, amen. So here when David is saying, I have prepared, uh, he gives several uh, things about himself, and he gives some instruction uh, about what he is doing. But he says that I have prepared with all my might, and then he goes on and tells us why? So we see several things. I want you to see, first of all, uh, in these verses, uh, we see the current leadership. David is identifying himself first uh, as king. He said, furthermore, David the king. So we see the, uh, the current leadership of the nation of Israel is David. Uh, then we see the current fellowship. He is speaking to the congregation. He says, unto all the congregation. So uh, we're going to see this this picture uh, that is developed here. We see the leadership. We see the fellowship. We see the future leadership addressed here. He says, Solomon, my son, whom alone God hath chosen. So now we have uh, the future leadership who is going to take David's place and to be the, the next king. And it wasn't just because he was David's son. It was even beyond that because David said, whom God alone hath chosen. It was, it was not just, uh, just a genealogy. There was a specific choice that God made for Solomon to be that next king. So we see the future leadership mentioned. We see the future vision mentioned. A vision that's mentioned. The palace of the house of God. He, says, uh, he said here, Uh, that I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God. Uh, And uh, so with that, it was the house of God. Uh, In verse uh, 1, he said, And the work is great, for the palace is not of man, but for the Lord God. So uh, we see the house of God. That was the future vision, was the temple that Solomon was going to build. Then we see David's current preparation. He is, right now, even though he's not even going to see this temple, he is preparing for that temple. You know, what we see is people that live with a cause, they live beyond their own connection. Here David, he knows that he's not going to be the one building it, He's not going to be the one that's going to even enjoy any of the benefits of the temple. He's not going to ever get to worship God in that place. Yet he is looking towards that future of what is going to be done. And we see that current preparation. He is preparing currently with all his heart. We see that zeal uh, that is there, that current zeal, not only the preparation, but the zeal with all my might, he said. I've prepared with all my might. And then it goes on uh, and we see the motivation, the current motivation for David's generosity. Uh, It was laid out in verse three, because I have set my affection to the house of, what are those next two words? My God. I have set my affection to, To the house of my God. My God. You know, when He is your God, then it doesn't matter. But when it is, well, you know, it's just the church. I'm giving an offering to the church. Well, if we're just giving an offering to the church, give more. No. No, if we're just giving an offering to the church, then it's sort it is it's an empty gift. I mean, there might be good things that happen, but if that's that is my only motivation is for the church that's that is not enough for me to give for my whole heart, my whole might. but when we're looking at for my God, now all of a sudden there's some some motivation, and david's motivation that is what drove him to prepare. This great offering. Now, when we look at the temple, the temple that Solomon is going to build is a magnificent temple. It is a magnificent temple. It is not just a nice building. We're talking about a magnificent temple. The gold and uh, the, the, uh, all the precious stones and uh, all of the uh, preparation that was gonna go into it, uh, it, was, it was an amazing place. And David here, uh, and, and not just David, but we see how uh, his heart was given to his God, and because it was given to his God, he wanted everything that was representing his God to be the best, right? And that is what we see in this passage and, and David's life just represented a life who, of a man who had a heart for God and your heart for the Lord will be translated to your love, your love for the Lord will be translated to your love for your church, And sometimes people say, well, your love for the the Lord will cause you to love the church. But in most cases, we develop a love for the church before we develop a love for God. Because when I started going to church, I didn't know God. Everything was new. Some of you are looking at me like I'm being heretical. Uh, But the reality is, where was it that you learned to love God? You You didn't just get saved and all of a sudden now you just have a love for God because you, don't, you didn't know anything about God. But where was it that you learned about God? Where was it that you learned about what pleased God? Where was it that you learned about how to live the life that God would want you to live? It was at church. And so what I found in my own life is that, uh, that as I developed a love for uh, the things of God, as I was coming to church, my love matured. And I went from being a baby Christian, I started to mature in my faith. And my love for my God matured. But it started with what I could see. Not what I could only have by faith. And so, so with that, we see that David's love for the Lord and the, uh, it, it caused him to have uh, a love for the house of God and he gave towards that. Uh, but, but David was an individual that lived for a cause, He is the one that when David, when he saw David, uh, or when David went to the the battle and he saw Goliath, he heard the the battle uh, cry go out and the challenge and uh, the defying of the armies of Israel and the God of Israel. And David said, uh, is there not a cause? He was going to go and fight this guy. Uh, And David, when he got rebuked for it, he says, is there not a cause? Is there not a reason to want to go take this guy, uh, take him out? Uh, David was somebody that was driven. He was driven by a cause. And uh, and so David, uh, his life was that way. Uh, He looked at an enemy of the people of God, the enemy of God, Goliath. uh, And he saw how he would defy the armies of the living God. Uh, and David made that statement, is there not a cause? And so we see that uh, he lived by that throughout his whole life. And so the these principles, uh, they guided him. Uh, and and when he was uh, living for his God, he found that he had faith. And that faith in God, uh, he had his faith. Faith in his God, uh, he he faced fears, yet it was conquered uh, because of his faith. And every one of us in this this uh, life that we live, there is going to be faith, and there are going to be times where there is fear and not sure how you're going to move forward. And uh, and David's uh, fear was conquered by his his faith in God. Uh, he saw his uh, he was faithful in his responsibilities. And he was willing to fight uh, for what he believed. And these and sort of governed David's life. But now, in his older age, preparing to step off the scene and the kingdom is going to be handed to his son, he's still living for another cause. And that cause is to prepare a place for God, a house for God. And so, uh, with that, uh, it's now his cause is not conquering new territory. It wasn't uh, conquering more people or a conquest for personal gain or personal acclaim. Uh, David now is still living for a cause that drives him, uh, and, and and this man continued to live for a cause, and that's what we see in verse two when he said, "Now I have prepared." Uh, and what did he prepare? He prepared several things here. He said he prepared gold, he prepared silver, he prepared brass, he prepared iron, he prepared wood, he prepared precious stones, he prepared marble. Uh, And all of these things were were given uh, by David to his God for the building of the house of God. But David didn't give everything. But there was an abundance of it. There was an abundance of it. And and the reason was, verse three, moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have of mine own proper good. Think about that. He was giving, but it was for his own good. Now, when we think about our giving, we think about somebody else's good. But you know what David has learned? He he had learned that principle sowing, reaping. He had learned that God blesses. Uh, he said, uh, I have I have of mine own proper good, my own purposes, my own desires uh, of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God, and over and above. All that I have prepared for the holy house, and then he goes on, verse four and five, with some more things. So, uh, so here when we look at this, uh, we we just see uh, that there was a lot that was given. It was generosity. It was generosity there was just a, a generosity that was given so several things uh, that was just in a little bit of uh, just laying the groundwork so never, now several things I want you to see first of all in this generosity I want you to see number one the leader uh, the leader King David he was king and, and with him being king, there was a house of God that was supposed to be built, and this temple was going to be built. Not one person could do it. David wasn't going to be able to do it by himself. Solomon wasn't going to be able to do it by himself. And so there is a layout, a plan that God uses and gives us here when we look at doing things for our God. It is never just individually. It is, it is bigger than you and I uh, as individuals. But we see here that there was a responsibility for the leader. Uh, David had a responsibility. He was the king. Uh, and if, somebody, if we were going to do something for God, then the king needed to be the one that was setting that precedent. Uh, a leader leads. You can't lead from behind. You can't lead from behind a leader leads they're out front John Maxwell he makes the statement he who thinks he leads but has no followers is only taking a walk and the reality is David wasn't just taking a walk David was a leader and he was trying to accomplish something for God. And in the accomplishing of this for God, uh, he had to be the leader that he was supposed to be. Uh, he, he was out front. Uh, he wasn't expecting others to do what he was not doing. He wasn't, it wasn't expecting any to go or to live or to give uh, if he was not going to do that. So he had to be personally committed uh, to the cause himself. Uh, and that was what the leader was supposed to do to be out front Uh, how how to be that example and David is exemplifying uh, by his leadership, his own example, of what people should do in their own life based on what they had the ability to do. David, as king, he had more resources than what other people would have, but he was setting the precedent. He was setting uh, the uh, showing the example for other people, uh, and the the cause was something that wasn't just David's cause. This was God's plan. God gave them a plan that He wanted the house of God built. Why? Because there was was a mission that God was accomplishing. And so, uh, David then was going to do what he could do to make preparations for what he would never get to see become a reality. But he was going to be the leader. We see, first of all, the leader, the king. Secondly, we see the leadership. We see the leadership Look at verse number six, if you would. First Chronicles 29, verse number six. Then the chief of the fathers and the princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands of hundreds and of hundreds with the rulers of the king's work offered willingly and gave for the service of the house of God uh, uh, of gold, 5,000 talents and 10,000 drams and of silver and he names off all that they had done. Verse Verse eight, and they with whom the precious stones were found gave them to the treasure of the house of the Lord by the hand of uh, Jehiel the Gershonite. Uh, so, what do we see here? We see the king, and he is giving. Uh, why? Because there was a cause worth giving for. There was a king. Uh, there was a God worth giving for. And so, here David sets the example. Uh, so you have the king, uh, that the leader, if you would, and then you have the leader. Those that are helping uh, run the kingdom. We see the leadership then. The leadership were as well. uh, They were following the example. Now, they did not give what David gave. But they gave what they could give. And, and here there was a different example that was, was given. And so here we see the king uh, and all of these, uh, the, the leader, and then the leadership, and all these leaders, uh, plural, uh, they came, and the Bible says that they offered willingly. They offered willingly. You know why? Because they saw the king offering willingly. They saw what, what the leader, what the king was doing, and then that caused them to want to uh, do as well. They saw the cause, uh, and so they offered willingly. They caught a glimpse of the vision. They didn't see it all. God didn't give everybody the plan. He gave it to, God, to David. David. But with that then, we see that the leadership then, uh, they were stepping in, and they were catching a glimpse of the vision. They grabbed a hold of the goals of their leader that the king had uh, laid out, and they could get behind it, support it, give to it. And in doing so, you have the leader, you have the leadership, and then thirdly, what do we have? We have the led. We have those who are led. We see the people in verse number nine, then... The people rejoiced for that they offered willingly because with a perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. Uh, What do we find here? We just see that uh, God's work is not done by one individual. God's work uh, is a collective, corporate uh, work that needs to be accomplished for him. But if our heart is distracted, if if uh, if, if our heart is distanced from the Lord, we don't we don't want to give. We, we don't rejoice in giving. Some people, when stewardship month comes around, it comes around every February. And with that, some look forward to it. Some, it's January. Man, I can't wait. Stewardship's coming. And they're excited about that. Others, I will see in March. So all that pastor's gonna talk about is stewardship. Uh, and that's not the reality. But with that, what we, what we understand is uh, if, our, if our heart is not, not there, then we don't wanna be a part of that. With the, with the stewardship banquet, the building banquet. Some have not signed up. You know Why? Because there's a stewardship commitment card. Don't worry, I'll get you on the following Sunday. But if our heart is distanced, then I don't want that pressure. Now the reality is, the pressure is not from me. What does the Lord want you to do? Now, with our giving, with our, with our giving, with our support. Now, we don't, we don't have a church that's built out of gold. And, but could we? If that's what God said? See, really, it just comes down, it just comes down towards our heart. You know, we give to what's important to us. I'll talk to people, and they'll have the nicest car in the world, but they don't have a house to live in. Why? That car is what's important to them. You see, our values, we give to what is valuable to us. And here when we look at the house of God and David's attitude towards God, we see the leader, we see the leadership, and then we see the lead, and the people are giving, why? Because they, they have determined that they were going to, uh, to be, to give willingly to their God. It came down to uh, what they were giving to and to who. Now, God has blessed Bible Baptist Church. He has blessed us. We have been in a building program since 2010. I mean, within that first summer, we were, we were, doing, we were doing remodels, we were doing projects. There, uh, there have been events that have gone on, projects that have gone on. Uh, we were, uh, when we built the educational building, uh, we put those permits in, uh, in 2015, we submitted those permits. We didn't get the uh, permits approved till 2015 or 2020. It was five years of getting permits. But there were still other things going on during that time. But, you know, it was exciting. There there was a lot more excitement about giving to a new building than there is to give to taking care of a building that needs repairs. And when we look at our stewardship, we have to look at what what is our is it only because of what we are giving to or is it because of who we are giving to? See, if, we're only, if, we're, if we will only be committed to give to something brand new, say, so, pastor, what's next? I've got plans in my office. <laughs> but there is a next. If Lord Terry's is coming, there is a next. But with that, we still have to take care of what God has given us here. And with that, we have the opportunity. And so in our generosity, in our giving to the Lord, uh, we, we give, we should give of our tithes. We should give of our offerings. Those are, those are what are just normal for the believer. His brother Rick mentioned, uh, but you have robbed me. Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. So, uh, so our generosity, uh, our obedience comes before the generosity and that is uh, giving of the tithes and the offerings. Then when we get beyond that, then there's that generosity. And and giving up and above. And with that, God's work moves forward. You know, you can't, look, you can't look around here without seeing that there is spiritual value in what has been given. What, what is given has been used for God's glory. It has been given, it's been used uh, for the furtherance of the gospel, for the, uh, for the work of the Lord. And so God has blessed us. And we've had the repairs and the remodels and the new buildings and the new opportunities. Uh, but with that, uh, we do have to take care of what God has given us. And here, when we look at our, 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 our building banquet this year and our stewardship, uh, we, we are looking towards uh, taking care of the, what God has given to us. Uh, and with that, if our, as we look at our own heart, what is our heart about in this area of generosity? Uh, then the people rejoice for that they offered willingly because with a perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord and David the king also rejoiced with great joy. You know, as David was up and presenting all of this to the people, I'm sure some looked at him and said, you're a money ribbon king. You have all this, and you're just trying to get more. But others that looked at it and knew where it was going, they looked at it and it was, "I'm giving to my God." And you know what? I think that is where our heart has to be as well. Generosity. Now, as we as we look, we get to see generosity, and why would why would I? Want to be generous to God because God has been generous to me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's good. And God has blessed us. And with that, we give back to God out of a heart of gratitude, a heart of generosity. And then we get to see God's work go forward and we get to be a part of it. So generosity, very important area. And then it spills out into other aspects of life. But let's make sure that we are generous towards our God. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for our people and Uh, just the receptiveness of what has been taught. And I pray that you'd help us uh, in our own lives to be a generous person. Uh, And Lord, uh, whether we are uh, the leader or on the leadership team, or uh, we are uh, being led, we're part of the congregation, I pray that all of us, uh, Lord, would be uh, who we need to be uh, for your kingdom, for your cause, and help us to have that heart uh, of generosity. And so, Lord, I pray that you bless. Now, in this invitation, heads bowed, eyes closed, who's here this morning uh, that say, Pastor, I, I am a child.